Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Quarantine. Today is the second episode of our trilogy of entrepreneurship episodes. I'm calling this trilogy Entrepreneurship Through the Ages. So, of course, we started off with a teenager, which was, you know, going with the underlying theme of um, quarantine. And um, she is Julia Gomez. She hosts the company All Yours, Shop All Yours. So check out that episode before you listen to this one, I would recommend. But this one, um, we're talking to a woman, and then in the next one, we will talk to a senior citizen. So um, today we are interviewing Jeannie Sanders, founder of Practice of Positivity. Um, Practice of of Positivity's website and socials will be linked in the show notes. So if you're feeling inspired by the end of the episode, definitely check it out. It's a really cool business and a really good opportunity. Let's begin this episode with one minute of headlines to update you and the world around us. U.S. News 1. CNBC started off this Thursday by stating bail set at $1 million for three ex-Minneapolis police officers charged with abetting alleged murder of George Floyd. 2. The New York Times reported Jake Paul charged with misdemeanor trespassing after mall looting. 3. Earlier today, NBC News claimed Florida professor cites black privilege amid George Floyd protests, prompting calls for his firing. World News. 1. Vox informed readers that Hong Kong defies ban to on Tiananmen Square massacre victims. 2. Fox News published Navy veteran held captive in Iran speaks out after release. 3. The New York Times discussed how Russia declares emergency after Arctic oil spill. Business News. 1. American Airlines stock rockets to record gain on signs that the worst is over for airlines, claimed MarketWatch. A little worried, like, knock on wood. Science News. 1. According to AccuWeather, Friday's strawberry moon will come with a twist for part of the world, so check that out. Other news. And finally, The Optimist Daily informed us that educating kids, Sesame Street to address racism in 60-minute TV special. Now, let's jump into the episode with our interview. Hi, Bean. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hold on. I'm getting my other, I'm getting my other earpiece in here. This is so awesome what you are doing. <laughs> Thanks really really cool I just followed you back on Instagram so I can keep up with everything I'm so proud of you thank you all right can you hear me now I can hear you great um so let's start with like an introduction okay so can you just like explain some about who you are what's your business what do you do? Absolutely. So I'm Jeannie Sanders, formerly Jeannie Parsh. Um, I keep my business stuff, Jeannie Parsh Sanders, just for fun. Um, I'm from Florida. I was there for about 38 years and then moved out here to Nevada. And after working with Siemens in corporate America for 21 years, 
I started a consulting business called Practice of Positivity and with focus on our extreme outdoor team challenges and team building activities called GRIT, which stands for Go Reinvigorate Intrinsic Talents. Awesome. So um, one of the more basic questions, I guess, right now is like, how is COVID-19 impacting your business? The coronavirus has impacted us mainly because we cannot gather in large groups still. Um, While Nevada is in phase one opening, I'm able to do some business. We're still very cautious with it. But because we host large corporations or um, or even small companies, we have groups of people come together, though we are outside, we're still not able to fulfill those contracts right now. So we're currently on hold. So any contracts that we had, um, we had a large company who was coming out here in March, they've postponed their program to October. And then some of the contracts that we were signing to actually hold our events in Los Angeles are currently kind of postponed and on hold right now. So it's, dr- it's actually dramatically yeah. affected the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you start? Like, what were your first steps? How did you start practicing positivity? That is an awesome question. So when I was still working for Siemens and I was still in corporate America, I started having my dreams and aspirations of owning my own business years ago. Um, and I had awesome mentors, which I would always encourage everyone to have mentors in whatever industry, business, school, whatever you're doing, always to have awesome mentors. And I had a mentor really encourage me to start thinking about it. So I was already thinking about this prior to even starting the business. One of the first operational activities that I actually did, however, was putting together a plan. Whether you call it a marketing plan, a business plan, whatever it is, start writing down your plan. Who is your audience? What is your product or service? What value you bring to the table? All of those types of things. So I first started with that. And then I just went for it. And you cannot, my advice with starting the business is you just have to go. I started a website. I did some research on best websites, started that. Um, You obviously have a lot of marketing stuff that has to happen. But first and foremost, I think you really need to get it down on a piece of paper and work on a marketing or a business plan. So you have some sort of construct to look back at um, and to fall back on. And that will help guide you as you continue the journey. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then what really like encouraged, like why did you start? So when I was with um, Siemens, I had spent 16 years in corporate sales, which I loved. And then I had moved over to a human resources function, but it wasn't the human resources that most people would think. Um, I wasn't dealing with payroll or anything like that. It was a bigger scale. Um, I had some global pieces of it, but I was working with colleges and universities. And when I was in sales, I also was um, part of, I was leading sales operations for the president of sales for the U.S. and involved with a lot of things that were very people-oriented. And a lot of times when people think people-oriented, you think human resources, which is why 
the head of human resources asked me to come over and join the team. But I was putting development plans together. I was hiring veterans into a very high level and prestigious sales and marketing development program. Um, we were actually able to go to the White House and sit in Michelle Obama's office, not with her. She wasn't there, but I was able to sit in her <laughs> office and talk to um, the head of the Joining Forces campaign at, the, at that time. So it was hiring veterans into the development program that I managed. So I ended up just doing a lot of things working for Siemens that I absolutely loved to do, and they're very people-oriented. And so that got my mind and my gears going, okay, I really, I can do this on my own without having to work in corporate America, be on my own terms, work my own hours, work with people the way I want to, and develop these leadership programs that are really designed to bring people together, to empower people, to uplift them. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, it started way back when I was working for Siemens, and it's sort of morphed into this now. So that's how I started it. Yeah, so that's like what sparked your interest in the leadership Absolutely. programs. Absolutely. I've always, I think, mm -hmm. I've always loved, if I look back even to how I operated in high school, then through college, I loved bringing people together. I loved introducing friends to one another, bringing everyone together, um, uplifting. I never wanted anyone to feel alone um, or different. You know, I was always into kind of building the camaraderie and, you know, playing sports. We know that as mm -hmm. any kind of sport you know, sporting teams, playing sports, it just builds camaraderie. Um, so I have always been very interested and always lived my life that way, but that's absolutely what sparked my interest. Yeah. So um, are there any like particular mistakes that you made and like, how could you have avoided them? What did you learn from them, et cetera? One of the things that I've um, was I actually hired a PR firm, a public relations firm right off the bat. And while they were extremely helpful in getting me into some magazines, um, extremely helpful. So I've been in a number of local magazines and global magazines, CEO World, Golf and Leisure Magazine, Zip Code Magazine, which is local. I would always suggest to hold off and to not do that immediately because they're, you know, you're running your business and now you're also writing content for magazines which is phenomenal and it's great exposure. So I don't know if it's a mistake, but but I would have probably not hired a PR firm at the very beginning and waited a little bit to continue to build the business model, my online presence, my audience, my newsletters, email list and those things, and then hire a PR company. As it turned out, it's been wonderful though. Um, but I would probably wait to do that a little bit later when starting a business. Yeah. Um, for practice of positivity, what would you say is like your ultimate uh, goal? I love that question. My, so my, cause my ultimate goal is very, you know, to change one person's life and one person is the, you know, if I can touch one person, then I've touched a thousand, um, you know, but, but if I really, you know, envision uh, my utopia, I want high level Tony Robbins looking events where, I have awesome motivational speakers um, coming in and we just have these awesome thousands of people, events of people, you know, high-fiving and hugging. And, and the other thing that I have said is I really want in the future, and I call it like my five-year plan to do grit galas. So anyone who's participated in a grit program, 
they now bring their plus one and we have this big ball, you know, big grit gala, have guest speakers. And it, then it becomes a little community of the grit people. Anyone who's attended a grit program goes to the grit gala. So. That's mm. super cool. Yeah. Sounds fun, right? Um, so then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many like employees do you have? Is it just you or do you have other right now? It's you? just me. And then I bring on um, special forces people to help out with the program. So the way the GRIT programs are organized is we always start with some sort of leadership discussion and safety in the morning. And so my husband, Steve, is a former Navy SEAL, 24 years active duty service. So he is very instrumental in the success of the programs and brings a lot of credibility to the table. Um, so I hire him as a consultant. Um, I have also had people who are um, Special Forces Army, you know, Delta Force guys. So all have different consultants that will come in. But as ter in terms of employees, it's just me. I'm self-employed, self it's just me. And then I bring in consultants to help me with all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, so what exactly, like, the services that you offer, what are they? And how do you follow through with those Mm hmm. So they are, um, for lack of a better word, they're team building opportunities and leadership challenges are the services that I provide. And they are they range from half day programs to full day two day. Um, we can have four people or up to however many. The largest group we've had is 25 right now, but we're talking about hosting even 30 to 50. Um, it can range from beginner to expert level. Again, there's always leadership components throughout, but we can skydive and hike, paddleboard, mountain bike, um, practice target shooting outside in a very safe environment with lots of safety briefings. Um, and, you know, we do a lot of man down drills and watching your partner's back. We assign accountability partners. And typically throughout all of these experiences and these programs were relating back to whatever that particular group is going through. So if it's a corporate group, a corporate sales group, and maybe they're dealing with, um, you know, a leadership challenge, we're honing in on that and making sure we're talking about leadership throughout the day. If it's a group of girls, you know, that come together, we're talking about camaraderie and building friendship and camaraderie. So we're very customized to whatever client base we're working with for that particular program, which I think is really cool for the business that we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, definitely. And then um, what do you think that, like, how, how are you advertising? Right now, social media is the name of the game. Um, I have worked with a lot of other people. I'm sitting on a lot of conference calls, um, Zoom calls and learning a lot about algorithms and things you can say and you can't say um, or else your posts will be hidden and blocked and pushed away and all kinds of things. But social media um, videos right now are the way to go. Everyone is basically saying you need to learn how to create videos and put video content, even on places like LinkedIn, that videos are the name of the game. So I would say social media is the number one. And then we've done some advertising through the PR firm in local magazines. I've done one radio interview. Um, my biggest client, client came from the website that I started on my own through Squarespace. And I hired a kid in the neighborhood, a very smart, you know, 12 year old, I think at the time, 
couple of years ago, he came over and helped me three or four times and was hugely instrumental in helping me get my website up and going. And that's how actually Cadillac found me. And that was my first big client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, what are your like responsibilities as a business owner? As a business owner, you are everything from secretary to CEO. So it is <laughs> beyond nine to five, um, which presents a whole different set of challenges because you really do have to learn how to turn it off and when to work and when not to work because you could fill your day with everything. And you're responsible for your website. You're responsible for newsletters. You're responsible for selling your product and services. And then you're also responsible for execution and follow-up. So I could literally, yeah, you know, I'm the face of my business, all of my marketing material, then I'm also the person that kicks off the programs. I'm also the person who leads the programs and then always following up with surveys. Um, you're ordering all of your giveaways. You know, we always have some sort of swag that comes with our programs, backpacks, you know, so you're, you're literally everything from secretary to CEO when you own your own business and employee of one, but it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like a lot of work. <laughs> but think about it. It's your work. You know, it's your work. You're working for yourself. And so yeah. it, it doesn't feel like quote unquote work when you're doing it, but it's, there are definitely, it's, it's definitely a lot for sure. Yeah. So um, you already mm -hmm. mentioned grit. So could you go it more in depth and explain? Sure. So grit, and I don't think I even said what it stood for. So grit stands for go reinvigorate intrinsic talents. And it is a little bit of a, a tongue twister, but the reason why, and it's funny because I actually started with girls reinvigorating intrinsic talents. And then when I did my first pilot, um, I realized this is beyond just females. Um, this is males, females, um, small groups, large groups, couples even. People have told us you guys should do a couples grip, uh, grip program. So I very quickly morphed it from girls reinvigorating intrinsic talents to go reinvigorate. Um, and the reason why I say reinvigorate intrinsic is I truthfully believe that everybody is has it in us. I believe we all have it in there. And it just takes something to get that grit out. And I do believe, you know, being outside, being with a group, being encouraged, being surrounded by positivity, I, I believe that's one of those avenues. And so for me, go reinvigorate intrinsic talents as we all have it in us. We just need to get outside, surround ourselves with positive people, get knocked down a little bit, reassured we can do it. And so that's, that's really the essence behind grit and what it means. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so what do you think is necessary in a leader? Because you're often like considered the leader of mm -hmm. the group. Like what do you find to have? Sure. Um, and it's such a, it's an awesome question. There are so many attributes to being a leader. And often we hear you need to have influence, right? We always hear you have influence. You know, a leader isn't a manager, um, a leader isn't necessarily even a coach, but a leader is kind of that wisdom, is that person who has so much influence. That you just, you follow them, you listen to what they say. And I think in order to have that influence, you do have to be knowledgeable, you have to be honest, and you have to be real. And the word that people use often, and I love it, 
I don't think it's overused is authentic because I do, I think you have to have knowledge, right? You have to have credibility. You have to be able to say, I spent 21 years in corporate America and here are the things I've done. And it was proven, you know, this, that's my story, whether you believe it or not, that's my story. And then just being very honest and real. Um, and that to me, that's, mm -hmm. that's a leader. That's the person that has the influence and that you're going to trust to follow. Yeah. Um, why do you think optimism is such a key part of grit and practice of positivity? Well, I think optimism is a key part in almost everything. <laughs> I, right. I think, you know, your attitude and, and trying, trying your best, which is why I call it practice of positivity. It's not called perfection of positivity, right? It's called the practice of, because no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. So we're our, always practicing. Um, but I think optimism, um, you know, it is, it's so important, I think, for overall health, you know, every kind of, in every kind of way. So it's important in everything, and especially for practice of positivity, because first of all, we are out doing sometimes some, you know, some pretty risky business out there. You know, we can be in the middle of, um, you know, a canyon or mountains or river or lake with very little cell phone service, service, for example, right? We have sat phones where we can call in. We always have contingency plans. Um, but you've got to maintain the optimism. So I talk a lot about connecting with and enjoying people. And I think there's a lot about optimism there as well. You know, if you are just kind of innately an optimist, or even if you're not an optimistic person, I really think you can be. I think you can end up becoming because we are connecting, which is what I talk about very often in my three C's. One of them is connectors. We're connecting with people. And I think that that does build and create optimism amongst individuals and teams yeah um so another question what was the transition like going from involvement in the corporate world to being an entrepreneur gosh you know i'll use two words um it was scary and it was empowering and and there are pieces that still are scary if i'm honest because you're on your own. Again, being the secretary and the CEO, um, you're learning it all new. You're learning it all over again, building on what you know. You're building on, again, all that knowledge and the credibility of the things that you did, but it's yours. Um, but then it's also, while that's well, it's scary because it's yours, it's also empowering because now you're completely doing that on your own for yourself. And when you look back and see your accomplishments, I mean, it is just incredibly empowering. So it is a whole different world. I would always suggest for someone to do it. I think it is absolutely just incredible to have your business, something that you really, really believe in, where you are adding value, which is hugely important. Um, but those are the two words, I think, scary and empowering. And they continue to grow both of those words throughout the journey, which is a fabulous journey. Yeah. And then, um, so, yes. um, for the people who don't know, she, Jeannie, is about to become a yes. mother of a newborn. Um, so, how do you think the transition to becoming that may impact your role as a leader? So, I hope it gives me, um, you know, and I appreciate, Lauren, you asking that question because I, you know, we talk a lot about work-life balance and work-life blend, and I am a huge female advocate. I think women are incredibly talented and smart and strong and capable to do ev everything, truthfully, whatever everything means to them, right? So I'm not sure if I, mm -hmm. I, 
if we know, I don't like to talk about balance. I do like to talk about blend or whatever balance is for you. So my balance is my mind says, I'm going to give birth and I'm getting back. You know, she's going to go in my, in my baby Bjorn and we'll be out there hiking and all that. So, but I reserve the right for that not to happen either. And that's okay. So there's flexibility in that. Um, I think the transition is going to be awesome. I think from a consulting business perspective, as the leader of a business of consulting, it gives me more content. So now I'm able to talk to women and people about transition from one function, right from sales to HR, from corporate America to being an entrepreneur, from you know, no kids to two stepkids now to a newborn. So it gives me more content to be able to talk to people and then relate to them, which I think is also very important to be relatable, to relate to people and say, you know, here is my experience and this is how I practice my positivity to have a baby and then to continue to work and do the things I love to do in addition to loving my baby. It'll be a great journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's super exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) All right. Do you have any advice for people who are hoping to start their own business? I would say just start it and get going. I think so many people, and actually my husband gave me um, this advice. You can start in so many different areas. You know, while I do think it's important to have a business plan, and of course you have to have an audience and you have to have knowledge and credibility just to get going. So take one step because (laughs) people, I feel like, can be apprehensive and I don't know if I'm doing it right. It's okay. You're not going to do everything right. I was just on a conference call the other day with a girl um, who's been in business for 15 years. She's extremely successful and you know, she, she does some great things and then she falls back and then she launches again and then something else doesn't work and that's okay. That's kind of the, the name of the game. So just take that, take the step, take the leap of faith, do some things that you know are going to work really well. Start building your website, start building newsletters, And then you're going to go, okay, I don't really like that on my website, so I'm going to change it. But my advice is to start and get going. Just do it. And you can always modify from there. (laughs) You know, don't beat yourself up. No one's perfect. You know, it is so extremely empowering um, and admirable for people who are wanting to start their own business and be an entrepreneur uh, that, that that carries you. So just start and keep going. Yeah. Um, and then one last question for the listeners and whatnot, where can you find your company online for more information about okay. programs? Um, first I would say go to practiceofpositivity.com and from there you can sign up to receive newsletters. I'll be starting more blogs. Um, and then you have all my social media icons and you can follow me, um, on Instagram or Facebook or, uh, LinkedIn. So, but go to practiceofpositivity.com and find me there. All right. That was great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Much Have an awesome day. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Knockback. Knockback is a creative video game designed for one to four people in which you attempt to get rid of zombies. As the owner says it, Knockback is a physics sandbox that challenges you to ask yourself, how many ways can I destroy the zombies? Go ahead, play with fire. Throw them into a building or smash them with a log rolling down a hill. Want to suck the zombies into a tight ball and zap them with lightning? You can do that. Rain down sticky stones of fire onto their heads? Got you covered. 
hit him with a giant rolling stone that bowls down on the baddies, go for it. Knockback is a wonderful game that my family has enjoyed learning about during its creation process. It's truly exciting to play and experiment with. Plus, it is always developing and changing. Knockback is an early access game, so you're encouraged to watch it grow. It runs smoothly and is always being updated to add new components that may spark your interest. One thing that's really cool, I think, is just that the creativity, there's like no limits. And I think that's a really important um, just part of a video game is you want to not have your creativity stifled. And Knockback does a great job of not doing that. So now, get out there and stick a snail snot rock onto an unsuspecting zombie chin. Visit their Facebook page at Knockback Game, that's spelled K-N-O-C-K-B-A-C-K, Game, G-A-M-E. Uh, I sure hope you know how to spell that. And install Knockback now at Steam's store, and that, that link will be in the description box below. Thank you, and go check out this wonderful game and opportunity. That is it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it and learned something. Uh, And again, thank you so much to our special guest, Jeannie Sanders. She definitely taught me something, and I hope you learned too. Practice of Positivity's website is linked in the description with the link to their Instagram as well. Go check out their wonderful cause and get involved in the life-changing, risk-taking, but still safe opportunities. If you like this podcast, please support us with monthly donations. It helps us get new equipment and improve our overall episodes. Every penny counts. Another way to help us out is writing us a review. Almost every streaming platform that we are on allows you to review our podcast, and it is really needed for us. That really helps us get the word out there, and it's just a necessary component of podcasting, so it's really strongly appreciated. Also, please share this podcast with one person. If you all continue to share, we will will be more well-known. The last and most novel thing you can do to help us out is buy some of our merchandise. 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 We recently launched merch with Boomer on it. A good portion of the profits go to us and we appreciate every single purchase. Join us on Tuesday for the final part of Entrepreneurship Through the Ages featuring Sandy Campbell. If you have any questions, you can send us voice messages on our website. Go follow us on our socials at quarantine.pod on Instagram and Facebook and at quarantine P, capital Q and P, on Twitter and quarantine, spelled capital T-E-N, on YouTube to get the newest information. Subscribe to our mailing list by making an account on our website, which is linked in the description. We are also now on the Wix app and you can see any updates there as well. Thank you so much for listening and join us on Tuesday, not, not Tuesday, Tuesday. A special thanks to Knockback and Anchor for sponsoring the podcast and Wix for the amazing website creation tools. Also, thank you to our many streaming platforms. <sighs> Acast, <laughs> no, Acast, Acast, Alltop, Apple Podcasts, Audioburst, Anchor, Breaker, Bullhorn, Castbox, Deezer, Fid, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Mahalin, Overcast, Player FM, po- Plex, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podcast Land, Podcast Republic, Podchaser, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Have a great day.